Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello and welcome to Islanders Anxiety from the Lighthouse Hockey Podcast Network. My name is Dan Saracini. Joining me on this uh, very uh, eventful Wednesday is my friend Michael Levop. And Mike, uh, we are going to spend this episode doing something we very rarely do, talking about a player who does not play for the Islanders, will never play for the Islanders, <laughs> uh, but also has chosen to not play for the New Jersey Devils or the Calgary Flames and couldn't play for the Philadelphia Flyers. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Of course, we're talking about Johnny Goudreau, who signed, what, like an hour and a half ago with the Columbus Blue Jackets and kind of swerved everybody. Um, I just, I, I don't know what to make of this. I don't think anybody really does. But, I mean, what are your thoughts right now if, if you have, uh, if you can put them into words about what has transpired uh, here this evening? The, the kind of running theme that I was getting from anybody I was talking to all day Islander fans was you know I, I know better than to get my hopes up so I'm not I'm just not going to and, and this goes back like days you know I think people people started to you know get excited because it's one of those days on the hockey calendar that you just never know or you're supposed to never know <laughs> what, what ha- what's gonna happen right. and your team could you know, get exponentially better or worse or whatever. And so Islander fans know, you know, that everyone said, I'm, I'm not going to get my hopes up. And then throughout the, today, everyone who had said that to me earlier, and, and I was one of them was saying, I'm, I'm, my hopes are up. Like I got my hopes up and, you know, I, I know better than to do this. And then um, similarly, I, I 
was texting with a couple of my friends last night and I was like, I'm really scared for tomorrow. Just because mm. I started to get a feeling like there's a chance like this is happening, which is was not unfounded. Like the Islanders were supposed to be one of two teams in on Goudreau. And, uh, but I text, so I texted one of my friends, you know, I'm really scared for tomorrow. And mm. what I was really scared of was, you know, that what I was just, just describing, because I know I'm going to get my hopes up and then they're going to be deflated. And his response to me, which I thought was perfect, was, why are you scared? We've been preparing our whole life not to sign Johnny Gaudreau. <laughs> and he's right. Like, he was spot on. I mean, you think back to every July 1st since it's been dubbed the free agent frenzy. So I'll go back to that that lockout, 2004 lockout. And uh, you think to the Islanders' free agents and who who they've signed and Miroslav Shatan in terms of reputation coming to the team mm. he probably just edges out Andrew Ladd in terms yeah. of their biggest free agent and Shatan was a good signing um of course Ladd what was was a horrible one um and then if you flip it to the other way the the players that have left since then I mean it just it's astounding mm. you go to Adrian O'Coin, Roman Hammerlick keep going to sure. Ryan Smith, the, then then swinging and missing on Chris Drury, swinging and missing on Scott Gomez that same year when they lost uh, Smith, they lost Victor Kozlov, Tom Pody, the team that like looked like it had some bones to it. And then uh, a couple years later, uh, of course, they or you know, more like eight years later, then they lose Nielsen, Oposo, Martin. Right, which leads course, to Tavares. Tavares, yeah. <laughs> right. So, yeah you know that this day is not good for Islander fans. You know it, I know it. And yet you are, are the suffering was different this time basically than any of those, because you know, the Panarin one is, is definitely sticks out a little bit um, as the one that probably is most similar. Cause the Islanders were supposed to be a finalist in that one with the Rangers and Florida Panthers sort of, but uh, this one really, it started to feel like, the whole tide was shifting towards him coming to the Islanders against the odds. Um, and then to just get the rug pulled out from under you in a way that we've been trained never to think that's supposed to happen or going to happen. Like when, when you get to free agent frenzy day, uh, you know, let's just use the, you know, let's say Ryan, like Ryan Smith, for example, like, you knew you knew who the suitors were going to be and and like the dallas stars fans yeah they can go to ben saying wow wouldn't it be crazy if we get ryan smith but you know you're not going to get a player like that and you know same thing with the you know the national predators when panarin went like by the time free agency starts you know whether or not you're going to be in the mix and you're trained to be like all right like look we're not going after that guy so i'll just focus on you know paul gostad or whoever (laughs) So um, to have that happen to us was incredibly painful. Mm. Uh, and I, it, the sad thing is you knew exactly how this day was going to end. I mean, you, you basically called it and, and, you know, you, it was a good prediction by you, but not one that I would say you went out on a limb by because this is what happens every year on this day mm. where you said like the Islanders aren't going to sign anyone the the teams around them are all going to get better and that's exactly what happened so um yeah i mean it's an, another <clears throat> just another dark day um 
for for in, in a in a year's in a year that's seen you know hundreds of them basically at this point and uh, i really thought maybe because of that we were owed one um but i mean i mean i should know better i mean well i'm gonna get to some positives in a little bit but i i do feel like i get where you're coming from and that it felt like the islanders might have had a chance and because as the the later it went on and the more you didn't hear anything it seemed like maybe the Islanders were kind of hanging around. You know, there hadn't been uh, an announcement. There hadn't been anything. And, and I'll be honest, like, I was totally ready for an announcement by 12.05 this afternoon that Johnny Goodrow had signed with the New Jersey Devils. I was totally prepared for that. And as you get into one, two, three, yada, 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 and all of a sudden I'm eating dinner with my daughter and watching the finale of Miss Marvel, which is great, by the way, my favorite Disney Plus Marvel show as of right now. You know, I'm like, all right, well, that's it then, you know, we'll, we'll hear about this tomorrow. Like, and he'll just, maybe he's just making a decision. Who knows? Uh, Lou Lamorello had not called for a press availability. Tom Fitzgerald of the Devils hadn't called for a press availability. So, you know, you started thinking, okay, well, you've been, we've been hearing all day that these are the two teams that are bidding right now. And that makes sense. Maybe he's going to sleep on it. And then like around what, six thirty, seven o'clock, maybe Elliot Friedman tweets out that Johnny Goudreau is going to Columbus. And it was like, what? Like I again, I I was totally convinced that he wasn't going to come to the Islanders. So, and I'll talk about this again in a minute too. Like I'm not I'm not mad at Johnny Gaudreau. It's fine. But like this, the the shock of this has been reverberating now for a while, and I think it will too. I think people are really coming to grips with this, and it's just it's unbelievable that after all we've heard this whole time, this guy chose to leave Calgary, and like had a $10 million deal or whatever on the table at Calgary to quote, go home where he's from South Jersey, Philly area. And he ends up choosing Columbus. <laughs> like, it's, it's just so bizarre. And I think, you know, the, the, obviously the negatives are the Islanders don't have Johnny Goudreau and they still need a guy up front. Uh, this is a huge, another slap in the face uh, to them when it comes to free agency. Like you said, this goes back years one of these days I should recount the story of how we were sold a line of BS that Jeremy Roenick was going to come to the Islanders and turned out to be just a tall tale told by Mike Milbury. Uh, but, um, you know, this is really embarrassing for the Islanders. It's really embarrassing for the Devils who had a ton of cap space and all the room in the world to just sign him to the dotted line and they didn't get him. I think to me personally, it's more embarrassing for the Flyers who were Johnny Gujo's, you know, boyhood team, had a year to prepare for his coming and instead decided to spend all of their money, their cap space, on guys like Rasmus Rutzelainen and uh, Tony D'Angelo. And uh, who did they sign today? Justin Braun. Oh, and Nick Delorier, Jeff, Jeff Merrick's favorite. Like, they chose to spend money on these guys and not the 118-point guy who wanted to play for them. So, and of course, obviously, it's embarrassing for the Flames, who, you know, this guy just walked away from them for nothing. Boy, I, we know how that feels. And so it's there's just so much to take in. I don't know if we'll ever really understand this. And, uh, you know, we're used to this kind of thing, again, with Tavares and Panarin. We'll talk about it again in a minute. But, like, this is what was a similar situation to those two guys now has become a completely different situation almost. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. those guys, at least their signings made sense at the end, you know. But, like, this just... 
like coming to grips with this, I think is going to take a long time. I don't know how many how many Players Tribune articles are going to have to come out before we finally figure out. All right, I guess that makes sense. But right now, it's just it's bizarre. It's really hard to kind of wrap your brain around. Yeah, and that's you know that kind of goes to what I was talking about with kind of the general theme is like we we we've been in this mix so often, right? This exact mix, basically, of yeah. of being left at the the altar on on july 1st or july 13th or you know whatever it was after the weird schedules um that i i actually can remember exactly how i felt when the panarin stuff happened because you know i saw a tweet today that from you know a bunch of people about you know how bob mckenzie was kind of ink ink had like an inkling or heard that Mm. uh, columbus was in on it and whatever and some people were like you never this is why you never go against the 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 bob father which (laughs) is almost 100 percent true except if you're an islander fan because he in 2019 during that window where you can talk to where they had that window you can talk to free agents at the time um tweeted out i think the night before free agency that panarin the islanders were the favorite for panarin Mm -hmm. um and i remember exactly where i was and how that made me felt feel and then to have you know that rug pulled out from under me i remember how that made me feel as well and it's similar to this one so it's just you know when when you're an islander fan it's just like all these familiar feelings of yeah disappointment embarrassment i guess is a good word for it because it it is this wasn't supposed to happen much anymore yeah with the new building the team Mm. having success um three out of the past four seasons, a really good core and culture in place, uh, very well-respected, uh, you know, regime in charge, all everything. We're in the right area for, for this free agent, for example. We, we basically ticked every box for for uh, for this free agent, just like we ticked every box for Panarin and we ticked every box for Tavares, except for one box, which is don't be the Islanders. <laughs> like, like, so you... Like to that's why it's so embarrassing. Is like, oh, I'm I'm rooting for this team that is actively avoided almost. You know, and, yeah. Um, it's the and what was going on around the edges of the the Goudreau, Goudreau sweepstakes. It wasn't really even like dawning on me until the the Hurricanes traded for Max Pacioretty for nothing because yeah. the the Knights needed to get out from his salary. Um, and they're still over the cap, even though they just shed a seven point seven million dollar deal. But whatever. Um, what, what a franchise, right? Like, right. like, so that that deal was like okay. Now, because I'll be honest, like the worst case scenario for the Islanders would have been if they had like signed they they had like given Ilya Mikheyev like five million dollars, or yeah. you know, one of those. You know, there there are some decent players out there that I think would have been fine fits, but. Um, I don't. I don't really think there were there were too many guys to swing and miss in the free agent market uh, as much as I think other people do. Um, but um, when the Pacioretty trade went down, I was like, you know, that one, yeah, kind of was a, a shot across the bow because it's another divisional rival, one who I thought was probably going to get worse this year. Um, that gets a guy who would have been, you know, fine, perfect mm. for for what the Islanders. I mean, how many times has he been linked to the Islanders? Because he kind of for nothing for nothing for future considerations and that that's what makes me mad like you're kidding me right these guys just reached out and did vegas a favor and vegas in turn did 
Columbus a favorite, or Col- uh, Carolina a favorite. Like, where's our favorite? Like, I, that that really that I, I'm more mad about that than I am about the Goudreau thing. Well, <laughs> and that's when I started to like be like, okay, like now we need to lock this guy up because, right. uh, you know, that's like I said, shot across the bow, and um, now we're looking at a summer where. If, one of the nice things about this day is like, you know, that the moves are, even though I know last year what happened with Parisi and Palmieri and Sezikis's deal staying in Lou's desk drawer for the entire summer, basically. But um, like if the Islanders were going to get Johnny Gaudreau, like, you know, you knew it was going to either come out today or tomorrow, whenever it was, the deal was done. Uh, but now we're in this like kind of sit and wait pattern with a very angry and deser- like co- deservedly. So like the fan base should be upset. Uh, mm. fan base that is going to spend all summer just kind of waiting and being like, okay, I'm waiting for the move now. Cause if there isn't one, then it starts to be like, well, like you can't run. You, you told us all year that this team needed some kind of new blood, new, new life in the, the top six. There's going to be a, a hockey trade or whatever. Um, so, it, and, and everyone agreed with it. Like this has to happen. And there were a plethora of options available. From from Alex Debrinkit, Kevin Fiala, Philip Forsberg, Johnny Goudreau, like they, the Islanders' needs matched the market, which was mm-hmm. a good thing. Um, and now that market is basically dried up. Yeah. So it's got to like that upgrade, that shot in the arm, the infusion to the top six or top line has to come via trade, and you know that can come any time. So like now it's like when you knew something should w- would be happening on July thirteenth. You know, if, if if this does happen, it could come August twentieth, and you're just gonna have to be sitting here for a month and a week or whatever, and just waiting for it. And um, and that's not fun. It's not no. gonna be fun. Instead of you know, like I think they say, for, like free agency is kind of like the the last. It's the last day of the hockey season, basically, right? Like, yeah, the cabin, the cottages are being uh, yeah boarded as we speak, basically. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, uh we had a really shitty season and it it ended on an appropriately shitty note. Um, And it could have ended on a really high note where we all of a sudden everyone was looking forward to next year. And there would have been people calling to make deposits on ticket plans and stuff. Uh, But now we just sit and we wait and we just hope that, you know, Lamarillo makes a move and he's not been the, the freewheeling Lou Lamarillo that we are told still exists. (laughs) Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I, I think this gets back to like what I was going to say, which is like we have there are some positives to take out of the situation. One, the Islanders didn't make any mistakes, and it's funny though, as Dom put in his uh, second thread that he made just for the Goudreau signing discussion that uh, he signed Goudreau signed with Columbus, who earlier in the day gave Erica Branson a four-year, four million dollar per contract. What? Why? Like, there's none of that, at least, thankfully. He's, as of right now, that's good. The second thing, the big thing that we learned, the number one take, and this is the number one lesson I want the Islanders to take away from this experience, is that they 100%, and I'm not kidding, need to stop pursuing free agents. Just stop. Don't even put any kind of thought into this whatsoever. Obviously, you know, you could sign some lower tier guys to fill in depth spots or whatever like that. But the whole Islanders searching for premier free agents thing needs to stop right now because this is now three guys in the last four years that they have whiffed on. And the the message from the NHL at large is clear. 
they do not want to play for the Islanders. <laughs> like the only people that want to play for the Islanders are guys that are already currently playing for the Islanders. And even one of them obviously left. But like they don't want to play here. They just don't. And and we can sit here and be like, well, they got the building now. They got the ownership. That's all great. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Okay. It doesn't work that way. You have to want to play here. And if the players don't want to sign here, except for Andrew Ladd, that's a problem. So they need to just stop this. I, I, I really wish they would focus more on the draft, focus more on like, I don't know, college free agents or like, you know, whatever the, uh, the little bargain pickups like Garth Snow used to make all the time, like finding these sort of un, untapped, you know, uncut gems or whatever in, in the, the market that sneak through the cracks. I would rather they put more effort into that, those guys, because those guys will want to play here. The big guys don't. They just don't. And, and I, you know, I've seen, oh, there's no excuse now. They can't, there's a, there's a, a huge excuse. People don't want to play for the Islanders. <laughs> That's the excuse. They don't want to. They just don't want to come here. And we need to understand this. The only people that want to play here are guys that get drafted here. They come up through here. They learn to live here. They marry girls from here. They have families here. Yeah. And, they, and they love it here. Those are the guys that stay here, you know? It's so, like, I get it. Like, Casey Zizekas is old. He's not the Casey Zizekas of the, of the old days. I get that. But this dude loves playing for the Islanders. <laughs> That's great. Matt Martin is the goddamn mayor of Long Island. That's fantastic. Like, it just, those are the guys that want to stay. And yeah. the Johnny Goudreau's of the world, they don't want, they don't want to stay. Artemi Pinner, I'm not mad at those guys. Like, they had 31 teams to sign with. You know, obviously, you eliminate a whole bunch of them right off the bat. They're not in the right country. They don't have any, they're right, not in the right part of the country. They don't have the caps, blah, 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 whatever. Like, I get that. So I'm not mad that Johnny Goudreau didn't pick the Islanders because why would he? <laughs> why would he? There's no connection here. He doesn't care. So that's it. Stop doing this because you're just driving you and us crazy. And it's not <laughs> worth it. It's just, a, yeah. it's just not worth it. And it's funny because that entire little segment you just did, <laughs> you could be talking about the Columbus Blue Jackets. Sure, of course. <laughs> like, which is the craziest part of this whole thing is like everyone, yeah. when, when, when it came out that the, the Blue Jackets had made you know this big offer, I got onto my, my high horse and was like, oh, this is just a PR stunt. Yeah. Armo Kekalainen yeah, like loves it. having the reputation of being a guy who who go after anybody. He wants to make make it you know make Columbus you know relevant and seem mm-hmm. relevant and like a you know one, one of the big dogs in the NHL. So I thought, yeah, it's good to like leak that stuff out that you offered a huge deal to this big free agent. <laughs> Show your fan like Garson. You would hear that stuff with sure the Islanders like Drury, Gomez, Ryan Smith. I mean Panarin even like yeah. What always happened after those guys didn't choose the Islanders, it would come out that oh you know Garth. Garth offered more money to uh, to these guys and more term or whatever, and they didn't choose the Islanders. Like, oh, all right, that's I've heard that story a million times. And when I saw when I saw the Blue Jackets doing, I'm like, oh, they're doing the Garth Snow tactic. Um, you know, look at these little cute little Blue Jackets doing this, and man, mm. look what happened. So, I mean, there's yeah. always an outlier or like an exception to the rule. So, like again, the Islanders did sign Andrew Ladd a couple of years ago. Yeah, <laughs> so it's like, like, like that one was even weird. That because it was like right. it, it just was happening. Like it, it was like right. almost like a foregone conclusion from the day the season ended. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, they're they're moving on from Oposo and they're going for Lad, which was just you know right. just a bad bad call. And um, but yeah, I mean, it's it, I I tweeted this out last night, just thinking back to you know all the the free agents that we've we've we'd signed and. The the frustrating part about it is like if you, you know, I I would love to 
you know, do what the exercise I did for the Islanders for every team, which was their best free agents going going into the deal, going into free agent day. So I, I use Robin Leonard as the example of someone who wouldn't qualify because Leonard came to the Islanders as a reclamation project. He didn't have like a reputation of of a, being a star or whatever. So the the question I posed was like, who would be your starting six, three forwards, two defensemen, and a goalie for the biggest free agents the team had signed going into the deal? So yeah, not Leonard because you know he, as as good as he was with us, he wasn't let that player coming to us. So the Islanders one that I came up with and most people kind of agreed with was with like maybe a change here or there, and, and the changes weren't inspiring. Were yeah. was Shatan, Mike Comrie, yeah. <laughs> uh, Lad, Brendan Witt, Mark Streit. Some people said maybe Andy yeah. Sutton, which you know once I again mm. like when you're choosing between Mark Streit or and Andy Sutton, uh, you know it's not you're not choosing between Shea Weber or or like Ryan Suter. So and then the goaltender was Varlamov, and people were like maybe Rollison, yeah, uh, with Kuleman, Grabowski kind of being honorable mentions. If you took that team. And compared it to every team, other teams, free agent starting six since the lockout. There's, I mean, there's no way the Islanders would come close to not being 31st, you know, excluding the Kraken. Because, uh, I mean, you think the Coyotes, like, they, they would end up getting guys. Like, they, they signed Adrian O'Coin at one time. <laughs> like, they, and, and, uh, they, like, they, they would get, like, Radim Verbata every year when he was a free agent. Like, they, that's what that's what's so upsetting is like this it really did feel like for this if if they had landed johnny gaudreau all of a sudden that goes away and it becomes okay like we've done this before now teams are coming here they saw johnny sign johnny hockey came to long island like of course other free agents would follow suit mm-hmm. um no that's not what happened and yeah and then you just look at you know across the river and i know comparing the Islanders to the Rangers in a, in an exercise like this is apples and oranges because of, <laughs> you know, the fact that they right. play in Manhattan uh, and are si- the city's team. And it's just, it's, it's astounding just how different, you know, your the teams you're talking about are. So it's, uh, yeah, it's just predictably upsetting and yeah. sad. And it makes yeah. you feel, um, a lot of the feelings you felt about the Islanders pre Lou and Trotz. Yes. Um, and now like, I think you and I are pretty lenient about Lou. Cause I, I think there's a lot that people kind of just gloss over when they get mad at Lou for yeah. personnel decisions. Um, but yeah. this is one where you're like, all right, man, like <laughs> yeah. you got to show us something at some point, like you need to. And, and yeah. there, it's, it's, He's he's kind of above pressure. Like, there's no way the ownership group would ever put, well, this, uh, put pressure on him. I don't think. Like, I, I mean, just, uh, he, he's even if he does, like, he just wouldn't acknowledge it. That's what <laughs> I, I mean, would say. I, I, I that's what I was just gonna say was that like, you know, I, I would never think this. I would never have thought this last year, and I really almost don't even really think it's possible now. But like, we didn't think Barry Trotz was gonna get fired this year either, and like. If you're John Ledecky and, and Scott Malkin, you spent a, a billion dollars for an arena. You've spent money to outfit the team, and, and you've essentially, you know, given it its most stable situation since it was first founded. Actually, even more stable than it, when it was when it was first founded. It's most stable situation since it was winning Stanley Cups every year. And this is the third time that your general manager has struck out 
on one of these big fish free agents, like I, I got to start wondering if maybe they need to go in a different direction. They might start wondering if they need to go in a different direction. I, for me, per, like I don't think Lou Lamarell is going to get fired this year. I'm not even sure if I even because I get like what you're saying too. Like there's a lot of other stuff that Lou does that beyond just this that you know I, I don't think are that bad. But like I, I wonder if they're almost like what if we kicked him up to president and found another general manager that's not Chris Lamarello? You know what I'm saying? And just like because this is the third time now that this has happened, and they keep putting their eggs in this basket, and, they, and the basket keeps getting tipped over, and the eggs keep cracking. And you can't keep doing this like this because now a bunch of all of free agents are all gone. So, like, you know, who, who is left for the Islanders to even sign on? Nazem Kadri hasn't signed yet. Hey, maybe he ends up in Columbus too tomorrow. Who knows? Well, you know, what, what stranger <laughs> things have happened, right? But um, Andre Palat is out there as well. Wouldn't be a bad pickup at all. You know, I mean, he's got obviously the cup, you know, credentials and whatnot. He's a good player. But, like, is that the guy? You know, we've been sold this whole Johnny Goudreau thing for a long time now by the insiders who we'll talk about in the second half of the show. But, like, you know, Palat would be a, a fine plan B, I guess. But, like, there are 31 other teams that have been working on signing Palat probably all day. And now you're you're late to the party, basically. So, like, there's still – you know, the good news is the Islanders haven't made any huge mistakes. The, other, the right. problem is that they haven't done anything. And they're still the same, you know, sort of mediocre team they were last year. And uh, they need to fix that because – you know, and that's what's funny too. Like, so obviously the Hurricanes got better. They got Patchy ready. They got Brent Burns in a trade too. Then the Rangers picked up Vinny Trocheck for way too long. I like Vinny Trocheck. He's he, that contract is way too long and is way too expensive. Yeah. It's a classic free agency. Yeah, yeah, and and it'll work next year. And then f- right starting, you know, from that point on, it'll become right. an issue. But in a trade in Arizona. But like, are, th- are they that much better this today than they were with Ryan Strom there? Right. I don't know, maybe yeah. a little, but eh, not really, you know. The Penguins basically brought the band back together again, so we know what they'll do. They'll lose in the first round of the playoffs. Um, who else? The Devils obviously didn't do anything. The Flyers are absolutely terrible. Like, the Flyers are going to be garbage this year, so I'm not worried about them. And uh, and the Caps made a couple of moves here and there. Oh, oh, they signed Darcy Kemper. But again, like, they'll probably be just as good as they were last year. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's, I think that the, the, the that's the thing. Like, this isn't a... Where, you know, the Tavares moment, which, and, and we'll talk about this when we talk about these, the insiders and, and the broadcast today, but the Tavares moment really did feel like the walls were crumbling around you moment. Right. Like, oh, okay. Like this is actually, you know, could, could be you know, a death sentence for the entire franchise. Um, yeah. This is not even close <laughs> to that because a lot of the things yeah. you just said, which is every team, I think the, the, the frustrating thing about what the Rangers did was. Um, they didn't get worse because I was ho- kind of hoping that they might have, you know, done something stupid. Um, <laughs> and they didn't yet. And and uh, <laughs> then the, but they, they, like you said, like they're, I think it's closer to lateral than a, a tick up. And I think that's the same with Washington and yeah. Pittsburgh. But here's the problem: a lateral move for those teams means that they stay at hundred, yes. hundred and fifteen exactly. points. Exactly. And, and Carolina yes. goes yeah. up from you know the. The division winner last year to the runaway division winner this this coming season, <laughs> going into the year with what they did, and then like like you said, Philadelphia mess. I think yeah. an absolute mess in Columbus, even with Johnny Gaudreau. Like yeah, right. Like, like not, that's not are they a playoff team. No, no. Yeah, <laughs> and, and it's what it is. It's like okay, I know Johnny Gaudreau two hundred foot game much better than Patrick Line, but. 
it looks like you know it could cost them Patrick Line, for example. Like it's mm. it's not right. this team is is still they're basically what the maybe what the Ottawa Senators were last year. Right. Like oh they got a good forward group, but they're ah. not going to be able to keep the puck out of their own net. Neither are the Devils. Who yeah. right? Uh, so it's like you know it's such a frustrating thing that there was a chance for the Islanders to basically leapfrog a cohort of teams that they need to leapfrog if they want to get back into the playoffs next year, uh, or at least give themselves a better chance. And that's, and they didn't yet. So. Yeah. But it's, yeah, it's, it's bizarre, but yeah, I mean, it's funny. I, I completely forgot about Columbus, the team that Johnny Goudreau designed for, but yeah, I don't, I don't see them being a playoff team. Like they're, they'll be better to score more goals, but they just signed Eric Goodbranson to a four year contract. <laughs> yeah, like he's going to be trying out there. You don't try a guy for four years and then you, you know, play him. 12 minutes a night. He's going to be out there on at least a second pairing every night. And that's at least a goal, a game that he's going to give up. We'd be on the ice. for. So um, it, it's a little nuts. And I was going to say, I'm glad you brought up the Ottawa Senators because if there's one indication about just how insane this free agency period has been so far is that the Ottawa Senators are the runaway winners of it so far. The runaway winners. They, they offloaded Matt Murray to the Leafs of all people, got rid of him. They ended up trading for Cam Talbot, who is a huge upgrade over Murray. They ended up getting Alex DeBrincat in a trade, and uh, and they signed Claude Giroux today. Like, who who's who's better off? I mean, I know you know Goudreau is going to make Columbus fans happy, but like, I'm sorry, the Ottawa Senators right now are winning the offseason. <laughs> they just are, which is a completely insane concept to wrap your brain around. But it's just crazy. And 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 it made you think, like, okay, if the Senators are doing this kind of stuff, that means there's a chance the Islanders can, right? You know, if if Ottawa can do it, then Islanders can start to push their weight around a little bit, but it just never happened. And I, I uh, yeah, I guess we'll talk about it in this, the second half about the, the senators and Leafs and yeah and whatnot. So uh, we'll save it for that. But for sure, if there yeah. is a team that I could pick to have to win the off season, it's not the Islanders right now. It would be the senators. It's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, but yeah. All right. So we're going to take a break. Uh, I'm sure we'll come back to the Goudreau thing at some other point, but I feel like we've, said enough of our piece yet uh we're gonna come back we're gonna talk a little bit more about some other deals that went down and then uh we're gonna tear apart uh tsn for their completely terrible free agent frenzy production this afternoon which i i'm so mad i wasted my afternoon on i can't even begin to tell you guys but uh come back and uh and hear all that in in one minute thanks When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. And now a word from our sponsors. First is always VintageIceHockey.com, where you can get T-shirts, hoodies, and mugs featuring over 100 classic hockey logos. Vintage Ice Hockey also carries our Al Arbor T-shirt. 
Now a portion of the sales go directly to the Center for Dementia Research. Use the code Long Island to save 15, save 10%, excuse me, off anything in the store. That is vintageicehockey.com. Betway is the official betting partner of the NHL. Play big pick for free anywhere in the U.S. or play for real. Residents in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Colorado, Idaho, and Iowa only. Click the link in the podcast description to join. Must be 21 or over. Terms and conditions apply. Try wines from the Pinot Project. Delicious Pinot Noir, Pinot Grigio, and Rosé, all under $15 a bottle. Available at your local wine shops and at UBS Arena. If you want to check out Bruce Springsteen anyway in time there, check out some Pinot Project wines. Please play and drink responsibly. Uh, okay, um, there was a ton of deals going on today. I'm not going to list them all. I don't remember them all off the top of my head. You can go find a list if you want to. Um, as we said before, the, the senators seem to be making the most of their offseason, and good for them, honestly. Like, that's great. <laughs> I'm glad that they're they're happy. It's been a long time. It's it's crazy to see Pierre Dorian win one trade, let alone two, and get a big free agent signing at the same time. Um, the one of the, One of the recipients of one of those bad trades, uh, for them anyway, has been the Toronto Maple Leafs, who acquired Matt Murray uh, to be their goalie. They also signed Ilya Samsonov from the uh, Capitals today to be their tandem. Um, this has been an uproariously funny time period to kind of take in Leafs information because uh, these people are twisting themselves into knots trying to justify this as if Matt Murray hasn't been one of the worst goalies in the league for the last three years and his Stanley Cup winning days are behind them. I joked with our friend Arthur Staple that the Athletic is about to have a bunch of Leafs writers all file for workman's comp because they're all bending over backwards trying to figure out how to make Matt Murray seem like a competent goalie. Um, I mean, you, you've, you, as always, as we've, <laughs> we, you, how we're doing throughout the playoffs, have taken in more Leafs media than I have. And uh, even the little bit that I've taken in has seemed delusional. But, like, what have you learned from the way these people – from what have you learned about how they're thinking about this going into it? Because this does not look like a championship-winning goaltending tandem to me. And I think most people on earth, but I think Leafs fans and writers see it a little differently, unfortunately. Well, yeah, they're, they're one of the same. Like, yeah, <laughs> That's the, true. the Toronto beat writers for the athletic and Chris Johnston uh, are valued members of the Maple Leafs PR right. team. So um, a couple of things just, you know, stick out to me with this stuff. It's one, like you and I just spent 32, 33 minutes lamenting about, the Islanders and short their shortcomings and right. how Lamarillo, you know, made him could have fudged this up pretty good, <laughs> you know, right? Like we we're not, um, and when before Lamarillo it was with same with Gar Snow, like when he did something to piss us off or made a mistake, we we would let him know. Um, <laughs> for and and that by the way is the normal way to act as a fan, I think for however many sports franchises there are on the planet, um, <laughs> except for one yeah. where for some reason, no matter what the Leafs do, it's a, a, a move that we as, since we are not writers at the athletic or <laughs> radio hosts on sports, sports net right. 590 Toronto or <laughs> right. Chris Johnston. Um, right. We don't work for Sportsnet, yeah. right? We won't under. We would not understand, or or and we're not in the the, the Leafs front office, mm. uh, so we wouldn't understand, of course, how smart these moves are because we just can't. No. We just we just can't think, uh, you know, that highly. Our brains <laughs> don't go that high. Um, so when the move when the when the Murray rumors started, 
I was getting DMs from a lot of friends, Islander friends, uh, just some people from Montreal who were just salivating, you know, <laughs> baying for blood, foaming at the mouth. Fangs were out. Um, and then I was like waiting for for the first time since ever since the Dubas reign started for them to be like, well, this isn't, you know, this is a mistake. Don't do this. Like, and it just never came. It never came. It like all of a sudden it became, you know, I could be, I could be talked into this. If the, the senators retain 50% of the salary, you're betting on upside and the pedigree and two Stanley cup rings. This, I, I kind of see what Dubas is thinking here. Um, And then like, you know, all these trade rumors start or trade proposals started coming out like, Oh yeah, we'll, we'll we'll take Murray. We're going to take, Jake Sanderson and Ridley Gregg, like two senators prospects and a first and for, to take his contract on. And then it comes out as like a third round pick and a seventh round pick for 25%. And instead of being like, Oh wow, like that's, you know, too much. It was, you know, I still kind of understand the thinking here. He had a good two week stretch in February uh, in between injuries and poor play. And when he was sent, when he was on waivers and nobody picked him up. (laughs) Uh, So like it, it was just, it was I think what you said, right? Twist, twist themselves into knots was, is the right way to say it. To, to watch these people jump through hula hoops to, to avoid criticizing their demigod up mm. in, in the six to Kyle Dubas. Like, you could always just say on Twitter, like a normal person, or I guess not normal because <laughs> you know, going pee on Twitter just really isn't normal. Uh, yeah. You know, wow, this is dumb. This is a bad move. I don't mm. like this idea. And, and and yeah, there were some people who who did say that, but there were many more people that didn't and were starting to defend it. And then they signed Ilya Samsonov, who not only was bad for Washington the past two years, but also has some character issues as well. Um, And all of a sudden the tweets came out. This is, this is why he signed Murray. This is all ups, a high upside bet. One of these guys hits and you're talking about like one, a great, you know, a top 10 goalie. Um, Instead of just being like, wow, like, not only did he sign one mm. high risk goaltender, he just signed another high risk <laughs> goaltender. Uh, this probably is not a great idea uh, because I guess, you know, Dubas is watching and you don't, he's, mm. he's a personal friend to everybody. I still think that every, when, if you file a story at the athletic Toronto page, you need, he's, he, he's, he gets the, the raw copy to, mm. to pitch in some edits. <laughs> no, maybe you're a little too harsh on me here for, for signing, uh, or for training for Nick Foligno. I understand maybe it was a little bit of high price, but can you add some context here to why I gave up a first round pick for Nick Foligno and never get criticized for it? Um, but yeah, I mean, it was, uh, it, it, it's, it goes back to the exercise of if you had switched the teams and the senators were the ones mm. making that trade for Matt Murray, 25% retained by the Leafs. <laughs> Uh, and the Senators were going into the season with Matt Murray as their starting goaltender. The jokes would still be pouring in. Yeah. Well, just and they, they and they were when the Senators made the move two yeah. years ago or a year and a half ago. So yeah. that's like it's just it's the the lack of like self awareness and just being like oh you know what this was a mistake. It's okay to complain about. Yeah, uh, it's like my thing was and similar to what you just said. If any general manager in this league, right, traded two first round picks in the span of three years just to get rid of bad contracts that they signed the year before, 
and traded for a guy who is absolutely terrible, <laughs> has been terrible for three years, and only retained twenty five percent, or you know, only uh, the had the other team only retained twenty five percent. Like, would that would be like a fireable offense, right? Like, it's just that is what the the Leafs have done. Like, they have Kyle Dubas has now given away two first round picks to get rid of Patrick Marlowe and Peter Morazic, two contracts. He never should have signed, and everybody knew he shouldn't have signed. But because he's Kyle Dubas, you don't get that sort of thing. Like, can you imagine if the Islanders had done that? If they had, you know, given away a first-round pick to get rid of some bad con- – like, this is what – and what cracks me up is that, like, people say, oh, Toronto's a tough market. They're always on top of you. They're always talking about – dude, there is a, literally an entire website that is designed right now to powder the Leafs behind no matter what they do. <laughs> they will never criticize the Leafs. Ever about anything. And I'm sorry, if you have a Stanley Cup champion or you have what you think is a Stanley Cup champion roster and you have these two goalies and you're like, well, you know, we're making a bet on these two guys. You do not have a Stanley Cup, you know, contender roster. I'm sorry. And and Justin Bourne made this point before, too, that, like, it feels like they've lost the plot. I, so because of you, now I've started listening to Real Kipper and Bourne, which is actually pretty good. <laughs> uh, the, those guys actually, uh, they're it's funny because it's like a Leaf show, but. They, do, they spend a lot of time kind of ripping the Leafs. But Justin Bowen brought up a good point. He's like, it feels like they've lost the plot. They're just trying to fill holes now based on whatever their numbers say as opposed to putting together, like, a team that's going to compete for the Cup. And Kevin Weeks today on ESPN, we'll talk about it in a little bit, said that, like, now people are, like, signing – after the Leafs sign these guys, all of a sudden you get all these these geniuses who are like, well, you know, we don't really know and understand goalies. So you never know if it's going to work out. Dude, that's your job is to understand the goalies. So what are you talking about? <laughs> Like this is this is not going to work out well. And and look, if it, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. And I could see Murray maybe having a bounce back season. But like when they get to the playoffs and they have to face Tampa, Florida, Boston, you know, Detroit got a little bit better. Could you imagine if they face Ottawa in the first round of the playoffs? What what's going to happen? Like right. I, you know, but I'll probably go to scotia bank that the, the, the senator's <laughs> scotia bank not not the leafs one and, and i have two senators jerseys so there you I'll, go i have one with patrick yeah. laleem and then i got my white home one there you go um, but yeah it's it's right you like you said like it's a lost the plot is the right yeah way to put it and when there's a great i don't know if anybody's listening watches the show justified or has watched the show justified it's an incredible I, my boss loves it I meant it's an incredible it. show i think you know if <laughs> It's one of it's it's probably one of my favorite shows ever. I think incredibly underrated too. And if people who watch it will, I'll tell you that. I think uh, it's like universally beloved by the people who watched it. But there's a an, it's it's based on a novel by or group of novels by El, Elmore Leonard. And one of the lines in his book and the show was, you know, if if you're in a in a bar and you look around the bar and it's it's full of assholes, then you're you're probably the asshole, right? Like so. <laughs> And there's, I think the point is like, if, if you're there thinking, oh man, everyone else here is, is a dumbass or an asshole or doesn't know, you know, what they're doing when it comes to running a hockey team, you're probably the one who's wrong, right? Like, right. cause this, this move outside of the Toronto wing of the athletic, um, and the, you know, Chris Johnston's of the world was <laughs> derided. I mean, celebrated. 
right. in, in a way, only a way that Leafs moves can be. So if, if you see that and it's widespread, you know, like, I, I mean, let's talk about the Devon Taves trade. Like when that trade happened, everybody around it made fun of it. And, and you know, and you and I were like, you know, like there, it was a horrible mistake and it was upsetting and still is upsetting that it happened. But, um, we didn't defend it, but we're like, you know, there was more to it or whatever. But, you know, everyone, when everyone is telling you this is a horrible mistake, universally, like you're, they're probably right. Like that, you know, 99% of, you know, the, the, the kind of hockey watching world isn't, is probably going to be right more than the 1% that is disagreeing with them. Um, and we see this, you know, in other things, but for, for some reason, when, when it comes to those leaves, when everyone is saying, wow, like, <laughs> I can't believe that. Or like, I mean, it, it, it even happened when they lost to the Lightning and everyone's like, oh, this yeah. is so funny that they lost. And, you know, this is an abject failure that they didn't get out of the first round. And the Leafs fans are like, no, it's not. It's no. actually, it's actually, you know, quite honorable right. to lose in the first round of the playoffs. Look, like look at how did. much respect we got. Yes. So, you know, it's good. Um, yeah, it's it's truly amazing. And and there was actually one moment, we'll, I guess it's a good segue into the broadcast today mm-hmm. where, um, I was, you know, trying to half-hearted paying attention to the TSN <laughs> thing because it was just so bad. I started watching Sportsnet on my computer on like a stream and yeah. I had the ESPN one on the other room and the TV and um, it was just bouncing back and forth a little bit. And uh, with the TSN one, there was a point where some, I don't know who broke the sign. I think it was Kevin Weeks like broke the signing of like Dennis Malgin was going to the yeah. Leafs. Oh yeah. <laughs> and someone was like, and, and, he, and someone was presented it to whoever the insider like you know this is a good true seven hundred thousand dollars like they they're shoring up their their bottom six and he's like yeah. what are you yeah. like you're, you're making this big a deal about them signing like dennis maligan i don't i don't really think that, like that's you know this isn't exactly shoring up the bottom six um so it, it just it just goes to show you that some of that is starting that that kind of kiprios does it better maybe than anybody uh, outside of this podcast uh of pu- pushing back on that narrative a little bit of like are, like are you kidding me like you're, you're trying to sell us on this like if it, and born said it too about the the goalies he's like you know okay so like yeah there is a world where this works out if matt murray stays healthy for the entire season and if he does stay healthy he plays better than he's been much better than he's been playing and if you know the defense holds up in front of him and they they you know the defense is still a little bit of weakness and he's like those are all ifs and that's only that's for this to pay off like right. you know and i think that's how these things work with toronto all the time it's like people will justify these moves by dubis that you know if 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 if, if then it then it's a then it's a, sh- a smart move and you're like dude you could have just said like you know th- this is gonna probably not work out uh and if it does you know then he gets to tell us i told you so like a normal person but uh <laughs> for some reason that just that just doesn't compete with them it's almost like if it, if it's like your mom was running the team and you're like oh man like or you know your mom makes you a dinner and she's like how did the dinner taste you're like you don't want to tell her it wasn't good mm. like you can tell the gm he doesn't know who you are like like he does kyle dubas doesn't think it's that that madman gif of mm. him yeah. getting in the elevator with uh pete or i think his name yeah pete uh john ham and pete and he's and guys or no it wasn't pete ginsburg ginsburg's is saying like you know how do you you know, live with yourself. He's like, Oh, I don't think about you at all. Yeah. <laughs> and like, that's, that's how these people, they need to, to remember this. Like, yeah. no, he's not, he doesn't think that he, just because you said, Hey, 
you know, this Dennis Malgan signing could, could really pay off for them and could be shrewd. <laughs> It's not. He's not thinking. He's not thinking about you, man. That that was pretty funny because I did catch that on TSN. But it's just. It's not even like we. I think Weeks is just being kind of diplomatic. It's the guys online that are just like yeah talking themselves. And again, on Real Kipper and Born, their producer is like the typical Leafs fan. He's like, I, I'm all in on this. Like, I think I have a good feeling about this. Why? Like, why? What on earth would you? And it gets back to what we were saying before. You and I went into today convinced the Islanders weren't going to sign Johnny Cooper. Like we were, we just assumed that it, cause it, why would they? Like they haven't. And it wasn't until the day went on that you started to kind of like convince yourself, man, maybe this is possible. And then we got the rug pulled out from under us. And we're not, hopefully not going to make that mistake again. But like these guys, they keep getting the rug pulled out from under them and they keep making the same mistake over and over again. And it's like, I, I don't understand. And, and the worst part is that we got to freaking hear about it all the time. And I, and I hate that. And I mean, honestly, like what happens if they're in last place? Like they're giving up, you know, six goals a game through the first month of the season. Like, I don't – then what? Like, what are you going to do? And and then – and this is, again, uh, I'll segue into the, uh, the TSN stuff too because they act as if this is always, like, unprecedented. Like, nobody's ever done this before. And so I started hearing, like, well, you know, th- th- maybe they'll just see what happens. They'll stay, see if they can keep it afloat for a little while and then make some changes, you know, within the season if they can. Dude, the Islanders tried to do that with their defense. And you know where they ended up? Out of the playoffs. Like, you know, we did not expect Zidane Char to be, you know, playing whatever it was, 18 minutes a night. We just thought it was going to be, you know, oh, yeah, that, that's fine. And so they, they get, a, you know, another defenseman there to play again alongside Noah Dobson. Nope. The two guys, the youngest guy and the oldest guy, were on the same pair for, you know, nearly 20 minutes a night. And that gets me to the TSN thing. So my I pay for ESPN Plus for two reasons. One, trade deadline. Two, free agency day. And today... Normally, they just go right to TSN Free Agent Frenzy, but today they had a two-hour version of whatever they call their thing. I, I forget what. And it was a roundtable. It was Bouchergras, uh, Emily Kaplan, and then three goals, Rick DiPietro, uh, Kevin Weeks, and Brian Boucher. And I was like, well, I guess this is all I have, and my expectations were low. And I got to tell you, I fully enjoyed it. I really did. They were funny. They kept things moving. We got a lot of information. We got a lot of you know good discussion. They obviously told us when the trades, where the signings were happening. And, you know, we've we've killed ESPN for a long time here for their terrible uh, game broadcast, but fair play. Like, they they put together a good show today, and I really did enjoy it. After two hours, they switched to TSN, and it was awful. And it's like they – I know they're going to only focus on the seven Canadian teams. I get it. That's their thing. But when you know that this audience of at least a few people is coming in from the States, don't you think you can throw us a bone here, like, and talk about our team's – for like a minute, like just a little tiny bit. Now, it's not their fault that there were no trades. So, I mean, I guess they would have if something happened. But like it was – and they just kept going from like team to team. And then they spent like 15 minutes on one team and 15 on another or half out. Then they had these bits. They had these like two kids playing with sticks and like flipping pucks. And then they had like a – what was it, a bit? Some stupid bit about like the, the color of the gloves or the, 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 the color of the palms of gloves and how it's unique. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Talk about the, the signings that were made. Even if you had those terrible Zoom calls, at least it's something, right? But the thing that drove me the craziest and the thing I'm still mad about, I'm more mad about this than I am about Goudreau not signing with the Islanders, more mad about this than Pacioretty not acquiring Max Pacioretty for nothing. James Duffin, with a totally straight face, once they get to the flame section of the broadcast, says to the panel, and I, people, I shit you not, this is exactly what he said. He says, 
Has any team ever had a tectonic shift in the way they are, the way the Flames have when Johnny Goudreau decided to leave? <laughs> he literally said this. James Duffy. I, 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 what did I text you? I texted you, did this motherfucker Duffy really just <laughs> say this? Because he did. Like, what kind – how far – up your own ass is your head shoved for you to say that on television. Like when four years ago, we just did this whole thing. Now there's not, it's not a perfect line between Goudreau and Tavares. There's a couple of differences here and there, but like, this is basically the same thing, but it's, it didn't matter to them because they got the guy. So now whether they're losing the guy, now it's a tectonic shift. When, when it's a U.S. based team, when it's the Islanders, remember, remember the rule, don't be the Islanders. When it's the Islanders, they don't care. And then they, and it's not even – nobody called him out on it. Ray Ferraro was sitting right next to him. I come, I'm like, come on, Ray, say something. Couldn't you, say, <laughs> you just say, well, you know, it's Tavares. And then, oh, yeah, I guess that's true. Like, Ray, what are you doing, man? You're our guy. What are you doing? And then later on, they, they, they're talking and talking. They got to a point where they were doing, like, the winners and losers. And three of them picked the Flames as being the big loser. And Jeff O'Neill's like, you know, I don't know how you come back from this. I don't know how – you, you know, you lose a, a free agent like that. I don't know what you do. What do you mean you don't know what you do? You just saw what you do. You, you get a good coach, which they have already, and Daryl Sutter, and you stick with the plan, and you find guys, and you win. That's what you do. But to these guys, it's unprecedented because if it happens to the Islanders, it doesn't matter. I was so mad, and I'm still mad about it. You can hear my voice. I'm still mad about this. I was so mad. I almost took my laptop and snapped it against my knee like, like graham crackers, you know, like, so I was telling my wife this. She's probably like, are you all right? Like, I just <laughs> even begin to describe how angry I was. And if anybody listening to this has a line to James Duffy, tell him he's made an enemy for life for now. Because you can't possibly do that with a straight face and expect to be taken seriously by whatever the small portion of Islanders fans who are watching this show. Come on, dude. Seriously. But again, kudos to ESPN. They had a good, they had a good two-hour thing. We should do that again. That's what I guess that's all I want to say. I don't know. I mean, you watched it too, right? Like, yeah, I thought ESPN was fine. I, I enjoyed. Like, yeah, it was great because it wasn't that much Bucci Gross, right? Like, what they were bouncing yeah. around. And, he was kind of just directing traffic. Yeah, and be, yeah. And, and and Rick Rick was <laughs> Rick was openly pulling for the Islanders assignment. Which is, yeah, of course he's right. got. Um, but yeah, the the Duffy thing, like, and I remember telling you last week on on the show that. You know, there, there are people out there talking about how bad they feel for the Flames and like how Goudreau put them in an impossible spot by uh, not kind of tipping his hand before the deal was coming up and, you know, saying like he hadn't made his mind up like this. You, it's just an impossible spot to be in for Brad Tree, Tree Living. Like, mm. I mean, right. you know, yeah, we know. Like, <laughs> there's a lot. There's a lot of similarities here to, to a situation that you guys right. covered preemptively for almost a decade uh, to, to crescendo to when it happened for uh, for you guys. Um, so it's it. I think there's there's a lot of times where people think it's a bit like mm. this whole you know nobody thinks cares remembers that the Islanders exist, but. Then things like that happen, and you're just like, no, it's not. It's really not. It's not a bit at all. Uh, th- that's what happens. I mean, you can think about. I, I can pull so many situations similarly to this one, like where it's just like, 
Yeah. Yep. No, you, the, the team you're, you're describing right now are the Islanders. You just can't <laughs> think of them because it was the Islanders who, who, yeah. who you're thinking of. And, yeah. They're not on the uh, way. I mean, even today when they were talking about the Goudreau thing and um, in the very little bit where like they were actually like discussing things, it probably took like six hours for them to say the word Islanders. Like, right. and it was all, and it was in, it was shrouded in the, the Lou Lamarillo narrative of, <laughs> you know, oh, we just don't know what Lou's up to kind of thing. Like, how about you talk about, okay, the Islanders are after this guy. They're clearly one of the two finalists or so we thought. How would they make it work? Mm. You know, and then go go line by line instead of spending, you know, 15 to 20 minutes breaking down, ranking the best goalies in Canada because that's, <laughs> that's that's something that is very relevant for, right. our, for, for the upcoming season. That's how, they, that's how these things are decided. They only know the rosters of four teams, the Leafs, Habs, Flames, and Oilers. Those are the only four teams whose rosters they know. So, like, I agree with you. Like, they should have figured out how to do that. But that would involve having an understanding of the Islanders roster, who plays where, how much they're making, what their, like, you know, the salary situation is, what their contract is, for them to have that discussion. We can have that discussion because we know, but they don't. They only ever talk about those four teams. Like, that's it's even when they talk about the they don't they barely know who's on the Jets, Canucks, or uh, Senators. But... They know who they, they can tell you who's what, like what their families do, like who their prospects are. That's the, those four teams, Habs, Leafs, Oilers, and Flames. Everybody else isn't invited. It's crazy. It's just, it's, you know, this is 207 episodes into this, this podcast. And it's, if you just think about how many episodes have kind of gone like this. Yeah. Bad thing happens to Islanders. We, we can do about how the, the team is covered, yeah. complain about the broadcasters, <laughs> complain about the Leafs or how yeah. the Leafs are covered. And here this we are. A bit of a, this is a bit of a greatest hits. We could do like, if we were a band, we could package together the three sort of free agent ones into like a box set. So we would do like <laughs> the Paris one, Panarin, and now Gujo, you know, I mean, yeah. I don't, I don't, you know what, if, if you wanted to, I could easily go back and do the, the uh, 2007 day, yeah. too. Like I can, if you want, it, it almost like a a fake mockumentary of of, <laughs> of of if we had a podcast for for the 2007 free agency day when they yeah. swung and miss on Smith and all those guys, and then end up with uh, Garen <laughs> Comrie. And, that might be something, probably yeah, like because, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean it's it's it is it's it it is the. Uh, I guess the greatest hits is it's a good way to put it, and um, it's the greatest hits for a, I don't know an emo band or something because it's it's <laughs> you know self-deprecating and self-loathing and sad and make fun of the cool kid at the school mm. f- with one of the songs um, <laughs> that make make fun of you know Big Brother broadcasters and but yeah it's um, yeah and I don't. I was, I was, there, there was a point today where around like four before, before like it even came out that the blue jackets were involved. So it was still like Islanders and devils. And it was just so silent. Like it was so silent. And I was like, this is so great. Like that Lou, they're keeping it tight because they're, they're getting it done. Cause it would have leaked if it was the devils already. And, um, and I started to think about, you know what I was gonna say? Like, oh, Dan's gonna text me and say, "Let's record," because mm. they did this, and I would get here and be like, 
you know, just started to think about like gathering my thoughts and, and maybe I, you know, I mushed it, but I wasn't the only one thinking about, you know, what Matt Barzell and Johnny Gaudreau were going to do for number 13. And so I wasn't the only one who mushed it, but I was started to think about it and it was almost like a different podcast because it wouldn't belong, not just on this podcast, but just like with this franchise of, you know, good things have happened to the Islanders in the past decade and you know over the course of our lives and whatever um but this one would be different it would have been different because it would have been someone choosing the islanders it wasn't the islanders earning respect it was the islanders being given respect uh and i was like thinking about just the podcast and how it's like it just doesn't sound like not only does it not sound like islanders anxiety it doesn't sound like an islanders podcast like it, it would just be like you know you would be like, oh man, like this is probably what it sounds like for, for to listen to a Rangers podcast, <laughs> you know, or or I don't know, Yankees or New England Patriots or something. Like I don't know, like yeah, uh, Tampa Bay Lightning, something like that. Like where good things happen, um, and they're not like good things. Just windfalls happen, let's say, because uh, the Islanders don't get really get windfalls. Yeah. Um, and then when it didn't happen. Uh, and what happened happened the reality happened i started thinking about this podcast and i was like thinking about what i was going to say and or, or forgot everything is is want to do like what, what i was when i was trying to gather my thoughts they just didn't cohesively come together in my mm. head um i was like yeah no that's that sounds like an islanders podcast yeah. <laughs> like that that's that's that's, that's you know, this is probably the last episode of the season that's that's how this season should wrap up on this show yeah. you know and and yeah. Uh, here we are. Yeah. Well, I, I was going to say, so now this puts us uh, in a very odd position because, you know, we were thinking about, we were going to come on after the Islanders made some free agency additions, have our final episode, talk about them, and then peace out for the summer. Well, they didn't make any additions. They had a big loss, <laughs> but they still haven't signed anybody. So, like, there's a chance that we could put out an episode tomorrow, too, after they signed a bunch of dudes. Uh, which, you know, maybe happens. Who knows? Or they don't sign anybody. I don't know. Uh, breaking news, by the way, from Dave Pagnota, a.k.a. the fourth period. He said he, he, he writes a very cryptic tweet. I'm surprised it doesn't say, uh, mark my words or hear me now. It says, there is unrest on the island. Very interested to see how the Isles pivot from here. Clear they have money to spend. Lamorello is now in the final year of his contract. Can't close the big UFAs. The new gorgeous bar and contending for a cup is that much more important. Um, that's a whole lot of nothing, but you know, it gets back to what we were saying before, like this is kind of a pattern that has emerged. Um, but you know, what, what if, what if something happens tomorrow and they do land yeah. in the UFA? Who knows? Like it could be, we'll be something. Back. Yeah, we're back. We'll be, we'll be back. <laughs> it'll be like, it'll be like the closing of the Coliseum. Right. Another, another season finale. Right. Uh, yeah. Which the Islanders are also known for. So, so we don't know what's going to happen. So maybe, maybe we are back with another one. <laughs> if we're not, well, guess what? They didn't really sign anybody. Of note. Um, that being said, just I, I just want to say a couple of things real quick. And honestly, if you've made it this far in this podcast <laughs> for this entire season, uh, please give me just another couple of minutes uh, to, to get this off my chest. Um, just, uh, you know, I always have the, the sponsorship thing in the middle. And uh, I really do want to thank our, our people, uh, our sponsors, Kevin Schultz over at VintageIceHockey.com. Kevin is a fantastic guy. Uh, he's been a friend of ours for a long time. He was obviously on Weird Islanders. We'll hope to have him back again next year. Please check out VintageIceHockey.com. Like they've got all kinds of cool stuff. And it's like, you can be a hockey fan 
and buy some kind of cool, weird merchandise from some team that has been extinct for 15 years and still show that you're a hockey fan. So like you can buy a, you know, a shirt and have somebody, you know, will see you and be like, what the hell is a Baltimore skipjack? And then you can talk to them about the Baltimore skipjacks because you're a big hockey fan and you don't have to wear something that's going to get you, you know, kind of cross looks or whatever, if you wear it in the wrong part of the city or something like that. So check them out. And, and the deals are great. The prices aren't that crazy and they have little histories and stuff. So I can't say enough about vintagehockey.com and Kevin in general, because he's just a friend of ours. So please check that out. Um, and then uh, uh, Betway uh, really helped us out this year. So hopefully we'll get something back with them again. And uh, also, I can't say enough about the Pinot Project, uh, their wines. Uh, Kate and her crew over there, very generous. They, they are great people. They're Islanders fans. And, like, I'm not a wine guy. Like, I'm a bad Italian because I'm not really a wine guy. But every time we've had one of theirs, it has actually been fantastic. And, uh, and I really mean that. Like, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't put them on every episode if I didn't mean that. So thank you so much, Kate, and the people at the Pinot Project. You guys are awesome. And uh, we'll, we'll, talk, uh, we'll have you on uh, again as a sponsor next year, too. Uh, I never say this. And in fact, as a bad of, of, of an Italian as I am, I'm also apparently a bad podcast host because I don't do this. But um, if you get a chance and if you have Islanders fan friends that don't listen to the podcast, please tell them. If you're on a message board or, or on social media and you can spread the word about the podcast, please do. Uh, I'm not necessarily trying to say that we need to grow our audience. I think our audience is absolutely totally fine the way it is. But I just I kind of have this feeling that there are more Islanders fans out there that think kind of the way we do and might not have, you know, us to kind of bounce ideas off of and stuff like that. And, you know, I think we can help those people a little bit. So if you could spread the word, we would really appreciate it. You'd leave us a review on iTunes or something like that. All that kind of stuff spreads the word. And, and if we can get more listeners, great. But I, I really do feel like, especially with this team, like you said, I mean, this happens to us a lot. This is what we are. And <laughs> it's... You know, I can't imagine that there are more people out there beyond our very loyal, very wonderful audience that thinks the same way, too. And you know, maybe they want to hear us kind of talk a little bit and make them feel a little better. In the meantime, uh, where can everybody find you on Twitter? Uh, you can find me at the Big Lebowski with two E's. Follow Mike at the Big Lebowski. Read his work at Action Network. Uh, we will, again, maybe we'll be back tomorrow. I don't know. Um, <laughs> could you? All right, so... Prediction for somebody the Islanders will sign. How about that? Let's oh, my God. <laughs> uh, God. Um, I'll do it this way. I'll say, like, I'll be very upset if the, the, they just, you know, run it back and they, they make, you know, the Paul Ledoux, Andy Andrioff kind of <laughs> sign. Those, we didn't even mention right. – we talked about Michael Dalcall enough in the last episode. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah. I actually feel bad. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll do a special Michael Dalcall episode. Yeah. When, maybe when he signs. Yeah. Uh, but, um, you know, like those kind of signs. Like that's the worst case scenario. The, I think the best case scenario at this point would be them swinging a trade for whether it's Tarasenko or JT Miller or someone. And JT Miller was someone who I didn't really think – would ever fit, but at this point, yeah. they just need to find somebody to, to breathe some new life into that yeah. uh, top line. And then, mm. you know, the kind of expected range that I think will, f- you know, the middle, when people always say, like, you know, that's one extreme, that's the other extreme. So the answer is probably lay somewhere in the middle, mm. um, would probably be like an Andre Palat type, you know. Mm. Does he get the blood flowing? 
but would he be very bright good in the right role sure i mean his his reputation is sparkling uh from from tampa bay so that that would be it but um but you know i don't even know what to like what to expect because i i think like even like the dave pagnota thing that you just read (laughs) we've been reading that that kind of stuff has been said and about the Islanders for and Lamarillo for so long, like you know, oh, you know who's going to be the stealth team on on this mm-hmm. this team is you know Lamarillo. You just know Lamarillo is lurking around, yes. and then he he won't ever tip his hand or whatever. And oh, there's there's unrest on the island. Like, okay, yeah. <laughs> like sure maybe, but I just don't. We've heard like kind of stuff like that before. This these like kind of vague, broad stroke kind of things. So, uh, that's. Yeah, you know, I don't, I don't really know how much I buy into that, but yeah, um, yeah, I don't. I so I guess my answer would be I, I'll just say Palat. Yeah. Uh, well, I can tell you who they won't be signing because there's more breaking news. Ryan Strom is now an Anaheim Duck <laughs> to the tune of five years and five million dollars. So yeah. Strom, maybe they'll sign his brother Dylan. Yeah, or, maybe or his brother Shemp. I don't know. Uh, what, who else is out there? Uh, yeah, I would have liked Dominic Kubalik, but he signed with Detroit today. Uh, they made a bunch of good moves too. Uh, yeah, I think Pallad is probably the next big guy. I mean, Kadri is a center, so. You know, yeah, I mean, and, and like they were linked him. to him for whatever reason. Yeah. Like, that was weird. Yeah, that was they, weird. Like, oh, like Lamarillo is familiar with him because he signed right. him to that great deal. Right. With the well, Leafs, like, like, that doesn't yeah. mean much else than maybe Lou just will text <laughs> him and say, like, good luck today. You know, if yeah. you if you want to sign here, you just let me know. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's uh, it's uh, it, that's that's the frustrating thing that you know I was saying before is like if if they are going to make this major upgrade, it'll come at a trade, and you just and that can just happen whenever. Like it's not right. like that's you know, like I said, it could happen on August third. Yeah, um, and then another guy who won't be signing is uh, Josh Hosang, who signed in Russia. So, <laughs> um, I you know again, I, I Palat's the first guy who comes to mind. I mean, Nino Niederreiter. I don't think he might be like, uh, is Jay Pandolfo still play for you guys? <laughs> and Lou might say like, uh, I don't think so. I don't know. I'll well, yeah. just like, double check. Maybe, maybe mm. he does. Uh, but uh, yeah, th- I don't. Know. I don't know. It's just it's such a weird feeling. But we'll have to see what uh, tomorrow brings. I remember a time when the Islanders signed uh, uh, Grabowski and Kuhlman on the second day of free agency, and uh, I don't know. I would give them more than an honorable mention. That was kind of a big deal that they signed those two guys. But I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe, uh, maybe I'm misremembering. But anyway. Uh, okay, well, hey, look. If we see you on another episode, we'll talk with that. And if we don't, thank you very much for listening. And we'll see you again uh, next season. Boy, I really hope this isn't the last episode. But, uh, you know, you never know. We'll see. Uh, but thanks so much for listening. Vintageicehockey.com, yeah. Pinot Project, uh, Betway. And uh, leave us a review on iTunes. Spread the word if you can. We really appreciate it. All right. Thanks a lot. We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.